Welcome back to the Pickup Music Pod with Sam and Carl. In this episode, we'll answer the question, is the cage system overrated? We'll see if this much-loved way of thinking about your guitar is actually a practical musical tool which you can use to solo. And stay around to the end because Carl will see if we can use the cage system to understand the guitar playing of Jimi Hendrix. The cage system for me, Sam, is just a map. You know, if you imagine a map of New York City, right? You can see all the roads just fine and that's very helpful. But until you actually live in New York City and you've experienced walking around, you're not really experiencing the city. And it's the same thing with the cage system. So it's a map that that gets us there. It gives us a bird's eye view of everything, but it's not everything, right? It's like, we have to get in there. We have to play around. We have to experiment and connect the dots really. And, and that's where we can, that's where we can really draw from. But the other beautiful thing is that, you know, without a map in New York city, you're going to be completely lost. Right. And so the cage system provides us with a way to unlock the fretboard and it's helped thousands and thousands of people from beginners to totally pro players that are just seeing the fretboard in a different way than they have before. That's such a good analogy. And that feeling of not using a map, like I've lived in Los Angeles for around five years now, and now I'm just getting to the point where I don't need to look at my GPS or put in an address. And it feels good to just have that freedom. And I think ultimately that's what we want for you, the student and our students here at Pickup Music is to Treat cage as a way of, you know, looking and understanding your fretboard, but then really throw it out the door. That's the goal, to learn it and then forget about it, as a lot of, you know, uh, teachers have taught us. Yeah, yep, learn it and forget it, exactly. So, Carl, who is caged for? Is this, like, for jazz guitar players? Is it for a specific level? I don't think so. I think I think that just about anyone can, can benefit from it, especially if you're, say, like a late beginner or an intermediate player, I would say. There's certainly a lot of players that didn't learn the cage system. And Sam, I'm actually curious, did you learn the cage system when you were like, say, going to music school? I'm in that camp. I am a non-caged player, but I learned positions, the five positions of guitar, which were actually the same thing. How about you? Yeah, I didn't learn it until pretty much I was like, yeah, in my... 30s almost. And it was almost from a, a, a education standpoint. You know, I'd, I'd heard so much about it and I had quite a few guitar students. And so I was like, well, what is this exactly? I need to like dive into this. And so, yeah, once I figured it out and uh, started teaching with it, I sort of started seeing the benefits that it was having on all the students. But again, I guess the point is just that it's not absolutely necessary to be a great player, but it can help you out and I would add that if there's one thing that you as a late beginner or intermediate guitar player could learn to really quickly live up your playing, I think it would be the cage system. We'll get to it in a bit, but we have this cage program with Dr. Molly Miller, which is probably the number one way to learn caged on the internet. So for someone who's new to this methodology or map, what is caged? What are, what are these letters? So it's just based on the open chords, the C, the A, the G, the E, and the D. As Molly does so gracefully in the in the class that we have, she m is moving those up the neck in these different positions. So um, let's take, say, for example, the E chord. Okay, well, if you move that up a half step to an F bar chord, um, that's an F bar chord in an E shape of from the cage system. And um, so you can apply that to any of these different shapes. Um, so it unlocks not just, you know, bar chords, but it unlocks open chords as well. And, you know, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, 
if I took, say for example, like the C chord, and then this is the C shape of the C chord. If I took the A shape of the C chord, that would be here. And I took the G shape of the C chord, and then the E shape, and then finally the D shape. For those who are listening, what I'm seeing here, Carl, is your fingers are going up the fretboard. So you started, you know, in that open position, but all of a sudden you're up here on the 12th fret. And I guess that's the magic of it because you were using those, what we would, you know, use in inverted commas, beginner chord shapes, but using them in a way which connects the fretboard, which is kind of awesome. Sweet. So cage system, it's open chords using those chords to map out the fretboard. What are the levels of understanding of the cage system students go through? Right. So from the chords, then I'd recommend checking out the octaves, visualizing all those octave shapes. I'll just interrupt you, Carl. What's crazy is that your fingers are darting all around the fretboard, but if you're only listening to it, he, you're playing the same note, which is the trap of guitars that there's so many ways to play the same note. There's, there's yeah. different positions. Um, like Unlike the piano, right? If you play a middle C, mm -hmm. that's just going to be a C. That's all you got. Yeah, totally. Yeah, or like this C on the saxophone or whatever it is. But yeah, so once, you've once you're visualizing those octave shapes, and again, in the cage pathway, we have all these little um, performance pieces that are you know, kind of the grooves of famous songs, but it's just you playing octave shapes using the cage system. <laughs> people seem to really dig those. I've seen a lot of uh, performance pieces, people turning those in um, for feedback. But after you get those octave shapes down, then see the triads. And again, this is like Hendrix 101, which we'll talk about later, but seeing those triads within each of those uh, cage shapes. Um, and then from there onto scales. So the major scale, the pentatonic scales, the minor pentatonic scales, and the major and, and the minor scales. You know, so you kind of cover all of the fundamental things that you need to know on guitar to just really unlock any style of playing. And that's the beautiful thing about it is that it's style agnostic. Like once you learn the cage system, you know, any style of music, it, it, it applies. That's a really good way of looking at it because it's you're building on that foundation, like just from that simple root and then it expands through a triad, it expands through a scale, and then you adjust that scale to be pentatonic or minor. So there isn't much in guitar which is so systemized like the cage system. I guess that's why a lot of people latch onto it because the guitar can feel like a vast wasteland of awesome licks and music, which is hard to understand and it seems kind of random at times. Yes, totally. Yeah, that's very well put. And I think, you know, what what our program does nicely is it not it doesn't just show you the map, but all the exercises are designed to help you connect the dots as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and like actually make music out of it. Because I guess that is the downside is that if you only leave the cage system as a system, as a exercise based um, exercise of, of understanding your fretboard, it's not really going to make you a better guitar player. You might be able to whip around your fretboard, um, but it's not really going to help you make music, right? Totally. Totally, totally. Yeah, and all these little exercises and performance pieces are designed to try to be musical, you know, not just boring exercises. Cool, so let's get 
onto the fun part, which is, uh, I know you've been doing some study around um, the music of Jimi Hendrix and his approach to guitar. He's someone who we were kicking around as, as a iconic artist who the cage system could really apply to his playing. Now, I'm pretty sure Jimi Hendrix wasn't a pickup music subscriber. You can correct me if you're wrong. Um, or didn't even know about the cage system. So I guess we're doing this retroactively, which often happens in music, right? We we apply music theory to music, which they were just making music. They weren't thinking about the technical details. But I guess it is a helpful process, right, um, for us as learning guitarists to see what systems and patterns apply to music of the people we enjoy. So I guess, what what have you found like around Hendrix and Caged? For Hendrix, it, it, what we can, if we sort of reverse engineer his playing through the lens of Caged, which is kind of like what you're saying, to me, it's primarily from a, a rhythm perspective, like his, his rhythm playing, not so much his lead playing, but how he navigated chords, how he would combine these different shapes and get from position to position was for him at the time, uh, fairly unique, um, especially in rock because he was influenced by a lot of like, um, you know, soul and R and B players, which were doing some of this, but he had more gain. He had more like aggression in the way he was doing it, of course. So for example, um, if you're watching something like this, so, I mean, you know, that wasn't an exact Hendrix lick per se, but just that sound instantly reminds us, right, of, of Hendrix, these double stop things, um, which, so if I break that down cage system, uh, we'd think like this is from the E shape, right, that's classic. And then from, uh, say this next one, so he might do something like that, and then you're sort of getting into the G shape territory, and then, still sort of in G, but then we're landing back in A. So, you know, I, I think he just visualized it probably as all C, you know, I'm in the key of C here. So, but he, he was just thinking probably C and these are the sounds that sound cool. But if we reverse engineer it, like I said, um, you can really see those shapes in there. And it makes sense that he's probably thinking of what's the chord shape and then what is the line around that chord, like the double stop line exactly. or the line which finishes on that chord. And those chords or often triads are the caged triads. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just to finish that thought, you know, so I'm in C, but now like Sam, pick a key, any key. E. E. <laughs> Right. And so all those shapes are obviously movable, just like anything else on the guitar. But if you if you really visualize it as cage shapes, then it just becomes that much easier to do it in any key. That's such a light bulb moment right there when you start thinking of shapes, not the key. So even though yeah. you're in, I guess you're in E, the key of E playing the mm -hmm. E shape, but then you go into the G shape of the key of E, which sounds like a lot of like talking but once you start <laughs> thinking and seeing in, in, in shapes um it really frees you up yeah yeah and and i think another thing you know not to just praise our our program but i <laughs> i do i do really believe like um you know the visuals that that you guys made um on 
uh, that you know the visuals alone are are worth their weight in in the you know for the price of a, a subscription because it's so visual and the color coded diagrams just you're just like oh boom instantly I see it you know mm-hmm. so you know my hat is off to you guys for for that one because you guys did that before I joined the team but <laughs> thanks for that and yeah I get, yeah the cage system has been around for a while the thing which we innovated on. Yeah. Uh, with the cage pathway was the color system totally. and the way that yeah. those colors blend together, which really emphasizes the five positions. Yeah. Um, and then you as a student, once you take the pathway, you'll start seeing these colors across your fretboard, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess just one last thought, you know, um, a lot of people ask us like how to play like John Mayer. And I think like from a, from a rhythm perspective, uh, John Mayer is playing is pretty much like copy and paste from Hendrix. You know, I mean, there's different tones, different taste, different songwriting, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I th- I think Mayer pretty much visualizes it in the same exact way. So um, again, you know, these are just two players that are kind of the same, but I mean, this type of, uh, uh, the cage system will help you with a lot of different styles, which actually, maybe that would lead us to the next question, Sam. You know, as as kind of a jazz neo soul expert, uh, how would you apply the cage system to to that style? Yeah, I've been doing a bit of thinking on what is the next step after cage for jazz or neo soul or anyone just playing groove music. And I think the part which was missing from the cage learning pathway was the arpeggio. Um, so there was a lot of you know playing shapes, playing scales, but arpeggios are one of the most valuable tools we as guitarists have in our toolkit. And they're already built into the cage system. So mm. the bit that is missing is the four note arpeggio. Carl, you're, you're the one with the guitar there. I don't know if you could play like a, like a C triad and then a C major seven triad. That, that's the sound which, which I think is missing. So the triad. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Yeah. Right. So yeah, instinct jazz and then finding those four note arpeggios from major seven, minor seven um, in all of the five positions is a super valuable um, exercise because mm. those are the sounds which are used not just in jazz, in pop and rock, you'll use them. Expanding your triads to four note arpeggios is a vital next step. Um, the other one would be other types of scales. So not every song is going to be major or minor. Um, so in jazz, we use scales like harmonic minor, melodic minor, um, and then modes of those and modes of the major scale. And we can use cage as a starting point and then adjust those scales within cage to access all of these fantastic sounds um colorful sounds to outline jazz chords right so once you understand pretty much really just the major scale then you can make those little adjustments for melodic minor or whatever it might be yeah and part of the advice i'll be giving uh this is an arpeggios cage masterclass is not treating all of the positions arpeggios as equal and i think Mm. that's one of the big issues i saw in other cage programs and and in fact, a lot of other programs is they think, all right, there's five positions. Let's just, you know, all, all 12 keys. Let's just do them all. But in reality, I don't know about, about you, Carl, but yeah. we all have our pet positions, right? Those those little sweet spots on guitar, which just feel good. So part of what oh, yeah. we do at Pickup Music is 
you know, we're guitarists. We have, we know what works for us and we've also seen what works for our students. So we'll give you everything, right? You've got the PDF, the, the hundred page PDF with all the positions, but we'll tell you the three most useful in this example, arpeggios or, or scales or positions, which can really get you soloing straight away because you don't want to be that um, guitar student who doesn't feel like you can solo and make music because you haven't put in the practice. You can mm. start soloing right away you just have to um, start with the right material in the right position. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. What's your favorite cage position, Gal? <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for rhythm for rhythm playing, it has to be that C. Or sorry, the A shape to like the G shape stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Which is like the Hendrix stuff that I was showing you, showing the YouTube viewers earlier. Right. But what about you? Do you have a Do you have a favorite? Yeah, like yourself, it differs for chords. Um, definitely, like going between the C and G position for chords. But I'll I'll tell you what. For for most scales, there's only like two or three which I'll kind of default to. I'll be able to make my way through all of the cage positions but it's almost like finding and getting back to where it's comfortable is like and then also having those connectors between the positions which i guess molly uh, miller touches on in the pathway well if you do want to learn more about cage we have a cage live week starting this week it's a week of daily live lessons dr molly miller Carl's doing one on Hendrix. I'm doing one on Arpeggios. Every day there'll be a live lesson and every morning we'll be doing a cage workout, getting sweaty, running through this workout, which I've been working on. And we'll be recording all of those. They'll be available to our members on Pickup Music. Yeah. And then also, of course, uh, we have to shout out the cage learning pathway that we've been talking about this whole time. Again, it's with Molly Miller and myself uh, doing some of the live band performances. We brought in a killer live band and it's a lot of fun. It's definitely helped out a lot of people. Cool. Well, this has been another Pickup Music Pod. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see a visual, uh, we drop this usually a couple of days later on YouTube as well. So you can watch, see and enjoy. And we'll see you every Saturday back for the next one. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>